Did you commit to a New Year's resolution this year that just straight up flopped? Maybe you committed to it for three weeks, three days, uh, a month and a half, I don't know. But it's March, you guys, and if you are not still consistent with it, you did not create sustainable lasting change. So today we're going to be talking about three questions to ask yourself if your New Year's resolution didn't stick. We're going to be talking about how to bring God into the process and how to reflect on the elements of that goal that just simply didn't work for you. So you can be set up for much better success next time. Welcome to the Fit Feed by Read podcast, created for the woman of faith who wants to make lasting lifestyle change for her health. Learn to pray, worship, and seek the word of God for answers that spiritually equip you to dodge the quick fix trends of the diet and fitness industry. As we read in 1 Timothy 4, 8, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a community of women that knows every day is a new opportunity to strengthen her temple and most importantly, flourish in her love of Christ. We are moved by him. Welcome back to the Fit Feed by Read podcast. Friends, we are starting a new series today all about why you failed your New Year's resolution. So if you fall in that category and you're like, ooh, she's calling me out, it's March. We are a couple months into the new year. And by this point, you probably realize if you are or are not consistently sticking with whatever you committed to for 2023. Or maybe you're listening to this podcast years later, whatever it may be. Let's say your New Year's resolution failed. We're going to talk today about what are the three questions you need to ask yourself to pause and reflect and understand what did and didn't work with how you approach things. We are in early March here, and by this time of year, if you are still consistent with whatever you committed to in the beginning of the year, there's a pretty good chance that you will be consistent with that for an extended period of time. There's all of these different, you know, research studies on how many days it takes to build a habit. You know, some say it's 21, some say it's 60. There's no perfect science or or perfect answer to how many days it takes to make change. It's very individual and depends on whatever, of course, it is that you are trying to change, how drastic that change is. But if you are still consistent with something that you committed to at the beginning of the year, there's a pretty good chance that you're going to stick it out for a while. For many of you guys, you're probably listening to this podcast because you're like, well, I tried to commit to something and it didn't work. Maybe you stuck with it for the month of January and February got a little bit fishy. Maybe you made it like six weeks. Maybe you made it two weeks. Maybe you made it four days. I am not sure what your situation is, but hopefully today's reflection will allow you and encourage you to approach things differently next time. So this short four-week series that I'm going to be doing here is specifically talking about New Year's resolutions and precisely what I just said, how you should approach things differently next time. Today, we're going to talk more broadly about how to approach goal setting. In the next episode, we'll talk specifically about your mindset, that stress less category, how to bring God into that journey. And the third episode, we'll talk about nutrition. We'll talk about what sort of goals you may have committed to that didn't make sense for what you were trying to achieve, uh, what kind of held you back there. And then the fourth episode, we'll talk about movement and exercise. So tune in for this four-week series. I hope that this brings you a lot of value and also encourages you to really start to think about how you're bringing God into each of those components of your wellness. How are you setting goals specifically to set yourself up in partnership with God? 
in partnership with God, not just as a lone wolf, (laughs) uh, to see success in the areas that you are aiming to succeed with your wellness. So my friends, let's pray and then let's jump right on into the good stuff. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the blessing of this time to speak with all these listeners and to just share some of your word, God, some of the things that you've put on my heart to share. I just pray that you would be working in the hearts of anyone that is tuning in, that you would be revealing exactly what needs to be revealed to each of them through your scriptures. I just pray that even for these women, that as they go about their week this week, they spend time in your word, that even more would be revealed as they're spending time in your scriptures uh, per the the starting point that happens today, the things that they start to think about. I just pray, God, you'd be working in their hearts all week long and revealing exactly what it is that they need to know about goal setting and about doing things and taking care of their body, their health, and their life to be able to better work for your kingdom, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, friends, first question to ask yourself, how did you make your decision on what to commit to? Let me repeat that one more time. How did you make your decision on what to commit to? A lot of us don't think about this. We don't pause to think about the sort of setting that we were in or the sort of moment that it hit us where it's like, you know what? I'm going to commit to that. The reason I ask this is, did you by chance jump on the bandwagon of someone else's plan? Hmm. Did you get a text from a friend who was like, hey, let's try this this new year? Did you get a text from a friend who happens to sell some sort of online program? And makes a cutoff of it. I don't know. Did a coworker or team member or spouse commit to something and you're like, uh, yeah, I guess I could jump on board with that. The reason I ask this is I want you to reflect on did you come up with the idea yourself or did you kind of haphazardly stumble upon it and then semi-commit and say, yeah, you know what? I'll do that in 2023. Yeah, you know, I think I saw some people posting on Instagram about that. I'll do that in 2023. What I want you to do differently next time is to look for the solution that fits what you are looking for. This requires reflection. You have to pause and sit down and ask yourself, what do I really want for my health, for my life, for my daily habits? What am I actually seeking to achieve here? And what would it look like for me to start taking small steps toward what I'm trying to achieve? What do you want? Now, I mentioned all those things about your friend, your spouse, your coworker, your teammate, whatever. It's There's nothing wrong with setting goals with somebody. If you happen to agree, like, hey, we're tracking in the same direction, let's be each other's support system. Accountability is actually one of the best ways to improve the probability of succeeding in building a new habit. But if you're simply jumping on the bandwagon because they're doing it, but you don't really feel motivated toward it, not a great approach. I want you to think about intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation. To give you a quick definition, extrinsic motivation is external motivators. So while my coworkers are all doing it, my spouse is doing it, exactly those things I listed, versus intrinsic, which is you saying, hey, I'm committing to this myself. I'm committing to this because I I know that I need this or I need to achieve this or it's going to benefit my life. To tie this into the way that God works in our lives. I think a lot about the concept. This really just hit me as I was I was outlining some things for this podcast episode. How do we think about our salvation? We know that we cannot work for our salvation. If we were working for our salvation, that would actually be extrinsic motivation. 
We know there are a number of religions in the world where you have to be, you have to do certain things. There are certain rituals. There are certain uh, things that you need to wear, certain things that you need to eat or not eat, certain things that you can and cannot do. And those rules and regulations are what keep you in alignment with whatever God that they are worshiping. And we know that the true and honest love of Christ comes without any comes without any need for us to earn or work for our salvation. That is precisely actually what makes the gospel different from any other religion. There's nothing that we have to do to earn the love of Christ, which is crazy to think about because considering that you think about the crucifixion and how he died on the cross for our sins, and we don't even have to do anything to earn salvation, that's wild. Wow. But if we did have to, that would be extrinsic motivation for us. That means that since we know we don't have to work for our salvation, we are intrinsically motivated because we know what Christ has, the fact that Christ has died for us, the fact that God gave us his only begotten son, and we feel that love, we feel an intrinsic motivation to take care of the things that he, that he gives to us, to steward those things well, such as our health, our body, our family, our careers, our homes, whatever it may be. We feel an intrinsic motivation to share the gospel with people, an intrinsic motivation to serve at our church, whatever it may be, those things are, this is a very strong way of conceptualizing intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation. And I think that when we understand and truly feel the love of Christ, as I mentioned, we know the way that he has sacrificed for us. We understand what God has provided to us that we have not earned. We have not worked for. It is nothing on our back. It is simply his good grace we feel motivated to want to do good things in the world, to want to take care of what's been given to us. And so this ties in with that concept of faith without works is dead, which I know can really start to be tough to break through when you're like, well, but I don't have to earn my salvation. Yes, but James 2, 14 through 27 tells us, what use is it, my brethren, if someone says he has faith, but he has no works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is without clothing and in need of daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and be filled, and yet you do not give them what is necessary for their body, what use is that? Even so, faith, if it has no works, is dead, being by itself. So consider that scripture. James is a phenomenal book of the Bible. If you're trying to grapple with this concept of faith and works, and what does it look like for me to understand the pure and true love of God and how that actually shows up in my life and how I act and the choices I make? So consider, how do you take an intrinsically motivated approach to your health, to your goals, rather than an extrinsic motivation of so-and-so signed up to do this, my friend is doing this, so I might as well, and you know you don't have to be extrinsically motivated to earn God's love. So be intrinsically motivated to take care of what has been given to you. Steward it well. There's something to think about. One other key point to make in considering this question of how did you make the decision on what to commit to for the New, Year, New Year's resolution is was it a spontaneous decision or was it thought through? Was this like a break room conversation? <laughs> was this like a quick phone call with your girlfriend and you're like, you know what? That'd be fun. I haven't set any goals yet for the year was it? If so, there's a decent chance that a spontaneous decision didn't necessarily lead to proper follow through. You probably didn't break down your goal very well. 
decent chance you didn't think through what you needed to do to actually set yourself up for success. I know that in this category of breaking down goals and setting yourself up for success, people talk a lot about the concept of SMART goals. I have a mixed relationship with SMART goals. I think that sometimes it can be very applicable. I don't think it's necessarily always applicable. I'll actually link to an episode that I did way back in the beginning of this podcast called Why Smart Goals Aren't Always Smart. So I'm going to throw that out there for you to listen to if you're interested in this concept of making sustainable habit change and how to fit in structured goals with that. But consider that if you just, you know, shoot in the dark and you're like, "Ah, I'm just going to try this, the probability of you succeeding in it is low. So next time I want you to think about this, set clear parameters around, around what you are aiming for. You probably have heard this example of, hey, if you're, if you say, hey, I'm going to eat healthier, what does that look like? What does healthier look like? Does that mean you're going to meal prep every weekend? Does it mean you're hiring a coach for accountability? Does it mean you're going to use a meal prepping service? Does it mean that you're not going to bring any sort of addictive snacks into your house? What does that look like? So think through what those sort of clear parameters are. Know, you guys, that I have tons of episodes in the archives of this podcast that you can access that talk about building intentional habits, setting goals specifically so that you set yourself up for success. So feel free to hunt some of those down. In fact, I might pull some into the the show notes just so you have some some things to click around and listen to. But consider, don't, don't shoot in the dark, okay? Set clear parameters around what you are aiming for. So we're talking all about New Year's resolutions and failed New Year's resolutions. So friends, maybe you're thinking, hey, I need a better solution to this. Beyond me listening to this podcast, I want to know what I need to do next. I have your answer. You guys, the Your Yo-Yo Diet Upgrade Build Healthy Habits course launched just about a couple months ago. And this course is a phenomenal way to start focusing not just on overshooting your goals on taking extreme approaches to your wellness but saying how can i take a comprehensive approach to learning to stress less eat smart and move more this online course is a self-guided approach full of video content over four hours to be exact and allows you to take a personalized approach to my coaching practice. The way that I approach coaching with clients, you guys, is exactly the same approach that I have incorporated into this online course at a way better price. So if you are someone who's saying, hey, I'm looking to be smart with my budget in 2023, and I really wanna make some change for my health, and I want to do this in a way that can be customized to me, because I need to figure out how to make this work for me, you guys have to check out this course. I will make sure to link it in the show notes. You guys, this is the sort of thing that's going to get you onto the road for getting really consistent with habit change, getting off the hamster wheel of yo-yo dieting. The second question I want you to ask yourself as you're reflecting on your failed New Year's resolution is, did you pray about it? It's so common that these health categories in our life, we don't think to pray about them. We think, oh, well, why would I need to pray about the diet I'm going on? Or why would I need to pray about a new exercise routine? The reason is God wants to be a part of every single piece of your life, my friends. Mm -hmm. He wants to be involved. And so praying is a phenomenal way to let him in, to receive what you need to hear, to feel, uh, just to feel peace or lack of peace if you're doing something that's not aligned with God. And I would highly encourage that you pray about these sort of decisions. 
I want to remind you guys that when you have received salvation from the good Lord Jesus Christ, you have been indwelled by the Holy Spirit. When you are born again, you are indwelled by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit allows you to have discernment, allows you to have the discernment to understand what is aligned with God's plans and purposes and what is not. Now, I always like to remind as well that the more time we spend in God's word, the more time we spend in worship, the more time we spend in prayer, oftentimes people will find that their discernment feels sharper. It's quicker to discern things. It's clearer to discern things. So consider as you are approaching a goal or something that you're working toward, take a moment to pray about it. Take a moment to just find the the words from God whether you hear from him audibly or you just get a feeling you know that this something is or isn't right, seek the discernment of the Holy Spirit. John 14, 16 through 17 tells us, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples about the Holy Spirit. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. So Jesus reassured his disciples before being crucified. He said, hey, I'm going to leave you with another helper. Seek, seek that. Seek the helper. Get, we all want help, right? We all need help in certain areas of our life. And as you're listening to this podcast, there's a decent chance that you want some help in the area of health and wellness. You guys, I need help in the area of health and wellness sometimes. And I do this for a living. I work in this professionally. I've done it for over a decade. So be receiving of the helper. Be receiving of the discernment that the Holy Spirit will offer you when you open yourself up to it. Oftentimes, this will help you to see, am I doing something out of unworthiness? Am I doing something that really truly is intended to help me respect my temple? Because when we do things out of unworthiness, when we say, I have to go on a diet because it's January 2023 and I did not approach things well over the holidays. When we say that, we say, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough I, unless I lose X amount of weight or I'm not worthy enough if I can fit back in those jeans or that dress or whatever it is. We are approaching things not from a place of peace, not from a place that God would want us to approach change from. So as you pray, you will gain the discernment of those sorts of things. Remember to always seek peace. When there, where there is peace, God is there. So next time I want you to consider, pray about it, straightforward. Praying doesn't need to be a complex. Maybe you're at a place in your journey where you're like, Reed, um, I don't really pray that often and I don't really know how to do it and it's I don't really know what to say. Just start. God's not judging you. He's a God who wants to love you through that process. Yes, he's going to judge you if you're sinning. He's not going to judge you if you're praying, my friends, <laughs> right? Like just keep that in mind. Prayer is a is a way of connecting with God. He wants to talk with you. He wants to hear from you. It doesn't need to be complex. It doesn't need to be long. It doesn't need to be overcomplicated. It doesn't, and it doesn't, there's no perfect way to do it. One thing that can help if you're in that place where you're saying, hey, I don't really know how to pray about my health. Maybe you've, maybe you've prayed about other things, but you're like, I haven't really prayed about my health before. Try writing it out. See if that helps. Get a piece of paper and a pen or open up your journal and try writing out your prayer because that can be a really profound way to, to speak with the Lord and also see your own prayers. Look back on your own prayers and notice where he's working in your life can be really, really profound. So try writing it out. And I also want you to consider that at the end of the day, when you are praying, right, we know that God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are the Holy Trinity. They are all different, but yet one and the same. 
which I know is a complex topic to wrap your mind around. It is for everyone. But think about, imagine, I sometimes like to imagine that I'm sitting across the table from Jesus at a coffee shop and we're just chatting. I'm just chatting with Jesus. I'm telling him about my life. I'm giving gratitude for the things that he's blessed me with. I'm seeking his guidance and his direction. I am praying for people in my life who are also seeking direction. I, I'm just sitting at a coffee shop. We're just chatting. Sometimes we can be surrounded by people, whether it's in church or in small groups, who are just impeccable prayers. You ever, you've ever been around someone who's an impeccable prayer? And you're like, Whoa. you know, they're like weaving scripture into their prayer. And suddenly they start speaking in tongues for a little bit. And then they're back into speaking in English. And you're just like, whoa, uh, how do I get there? Don't think of it that way. Comparison is never the name of the game. Learn from them. Maybe you ask them, hey, how did you grow in prayer? But know that God always wants to appreciate time with you and time talking with you. I also encourage, and if this is, you know, a bit of a side tangent, but if you are seeking to grow in prayer, the more time you spend in prayer, the better you're going to get at it. Wow, crazy concept. And the more time you spend with other people who are very comfortable praying out loud, the more that you will pick up and start to understand different ways to approach it and learn from others who might be a bit more experienced in it as well. So pray about your health journey. Pray about the goals that you're setting. The next time you set a goal for your health, pray about it. Question number three to ask yourself as you are reflecting on your New Year's resolution that did not stick is, did you commit to something that seriously detracted from other areas of your life? Because if you did, the probability of it sticking is very, very, very low. Yes, we have to make trade-offs when we commit to goals. Of course. If you're saying, hey, I'm going to, you know, eat some, eat a better diet. I'm going to clean things up a little bit. I'm going to make sure I'm not bringing as many snacks into the house. You might, not, you might not get to enjoy ice cream every night before you go to bed, right? Maybe that detracts from something that you really enjoy, but you allow yourself to have it here and there to create balance. Yes, there's gives and takes whenever we want to make changes for our health, but you can't shoot for something that's so unrealistic. You can't tell yourself, hey, I'm never going to have ice cream again in my life ever because I know that it's just something that I, I like too much and I can't control myself around. No, that's not realistic. What if you said, hey, I'm only going to allow myself to have ice cream when I go out to get it. When I go to an ice cream shop, I'm going to treat myself, you know, once or twice a month to a really special, delicious waffle cone full of ice cream. Yum, yum. And I'm going to go to like a, a little local scoop shop. I'm not going to bring a bucket of ice cream or a tub into my freezer. That's just an example. Think about what was realistic about the goal that you set and where did you overcommit? Truly, when you overcommit, it's the fastest way to set yourself up for a fail, for failure because if you're seriously over adjusting your life and it strips you from all the experiences that you really enjoy you end up spending so much headspace just fixating on what you don't have anymore you know what i'm saying you've ever been there yes i think we've all been there at some point when we've <laughs> tried to adjust something so i want you to think about next time what is realistic consider scaling back the goal is there a way that you can take exactly what you did but just pull it back pull it back to i always like to say a level of Heck yes, doable. If I suggest your goal to you, imagine we're chatting and I'm coaching you and I say, hey, so-and-so, how do you feel about doing X, Y, or Z? And you're like, heck yes, I can do that. No problem at all. That's a good sign that you will actually stick with it. Okay? So consider that. You could just scale back the goal. Or you could consider, did I just approach the goal all wrong altogether? Did I need to approach this totally differently? Maybe you did. 
think through that. Maybe you said, hey, I'm going to start exercising, but you decided to commit to something that you actually really don't like doing because you thought that for some reason running was the answer to your exercise problems, even though you know you hated it. Start doing something you enjoy. Find a way to move that's not horrible, that you don't dread completely. If you want long-term sustainable change, you've got to find a way to fit it into your lifestyle in a way that does not completely detract from all the areas of things that you really enjoy and want to maintain for your happiness, for your joy, for your sanity. So think about, did you commit to something that really detracted from other areas of your life? Was it a realistic goal to set? My friends, let's recap here. We've got three questions to ask yourself if your New Year's resolution didn't stick. The first one is how did you make your decision on what to commit to? We talked about jumping onto the bandwagon of someone else's plan and rather thinking about how can you be intrinsically motivated to stick with something that you personally are looking to achieve. Within that same point, we also talked about was it a spontaneous or a thought through approach? Did you just say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to commit to this, and you really were not that prepared to break down how you were going to go about it? So next time, think about setting clear parameters around what you're aiming for. The second question was, did you pray about it? Next time, I want you to think about how can I approach prayer here? Tap into the discernment of the Holy Spirit. If you're not super comfortable praying, challenge and stretch yourself to write it out to talk to someone you know in your circle who is maybe a bit more experienced in prayer and ask how they got there. Imagine you're just sitting at a coffee shop. You're chatting with Jesus at a coffee shop. Chat with him about the things that you're trying to work through in your health journey. But do pray about things that you are changing in your life like this. God wants to be a part of everything. The third question is, did you commit to something that seriously detracted from other areas of your life? If you completely unrealistically overcommitted and suddenly it stripped all the joy and fun of the things that you do in some area of your life, you're not going to stick with it. So next time, think about what is a realistic approach? How do I need to scale back this goal or just approach it differently entirely in a way that feels much more in alignment with something that you can hold on to for the long term? The key takeaway, my friends, what spoke to you the most today? What stuck out? Was there a spot where you kind of felt a little convicted? You're like, ooh, I've never prayed about setting a goal with my health. Maybe you're like, oh, gee, I totally did just commit to something out of nowhere that someone suggested to me, and no wonder it failed. Did it totally detract from something else in your life? Did you commit to a morning exercise routine and realize, wow, I stopped spending time in the Word because my morning scripture and prayer time was so consistent, but I just replaced it with exercise and didn't put my scripture and prayer time elsewhere. Hmm, I don't know. What spoke to you the most today? And how can you adjust your approach to the next health goal that you set? That is what I have for you, my friends. As you know, I'm always open for discussion and dialogue. Feel free to reach out. And if you appreciate it and enjoy this episode, definitely make sure you keep tuning in, you guys, because we're going to be diving into the mindset, nutrition, and movement categories over the next three weeks when it comes to new year's resolutions that just didn't stick that is what i have for you friends we'll chat soon thank you for tuning into the fit feed by read podcast may you keep your eyes fixed on the lord in the coming days and be refreshed by his promises if this episode had a positive impact on you i would be honored to have you share it with someone you know could also benefit from it blessings to you 